0: hello everyone hola a todos thank you so much for coming back to my podcast millennial senora life or if it's your first time coming in thank you for taking the time to listen in i am honestly really happy that people are reaching out from the first episode and saying how much they related to me and i hope that you will stick around and we can talk some more I understand that the first episode was a TLDR of my life and a lot happened in those almost nine years. So I definitely wanted to come back and give a bit more details about how my pregnancy was at the age of 19 versus 27. At 19 years old, I found out that I was pregnant. I was really scared, but I was absolutely determined to make the best of it because I was really excited about my new life. I was going to college and I had a full time job at a fast food restaurant, but I knew that's not something that I wanted to do long term. When I was younger, I didn't really see myself having kids until I was older and married. And I understand that my parents weren't exactly happy with me. They thought maybe I was too young, but they quickly came around. In reality, no one is ever ready to be a parent. Once it comes time to it, you figure it out. When I first saw my baby in the ultrasound, I just remember feeling absolute shock that this was actually happening. After that, I did eventually come to terms that this is a reality and this is happening and that I'm going to be a mother. I want to say around week seven is when I really started to notice that I felt different. Although I've never been pregnant before in my life, a woman knows when something is up with her body. And that's when I took the pregnancy test. It came out positive, went to go get an ultrasound. It was confirmed. Before then there was a few signs. I did have a morning sickness a couple of times. Other than that, I did kind of feel like, I wouldn't say movement, but I definitely felt like there was just something a little bit off about me. After everything was confirmed, I remember my mom finding out. I didn't even have to tell her. She knew, my mom absolutely knew, and she was upset but eventually came around to it. I was going to be responsible and obviously take care of my baby. The reason my mom found out so quick that I was pregnant is because I was actually 112 pounds, 5'7", around, I want to say week 12, nine or 12 is when I started to show. I was very skinny, so it was pretty obvious. I didn't exactly have a lot of baggy shirts. After weeks went by, I did uh, start to show more and more, started to gain weight. I remember doing my first weigh in at the doctors and just seeing 10 pounds, boom, right off the bat. And I was like, whoa, that was fast. In regards to my body, I didn't really get any stretch marks until probably towards the end. My moods were up and down a lot of the times, just given the fact that I wasn't completely ready. Definitely determined to be a mother, but it was scary. I mean, I was excited for the unknown of my new life, but honestly, no one is ever really ready to be a parent. A lot of the times I would feel a little bit on edge, but I tried my hardest to look at the bright side at four and a half months I found out that I was having a girl and I was really excited because there's a lot of cute things for girls during that time the only people who knew that I was pregnant was my immediate family I eventually started to tell people, but I actually didn't tell my best friend who was in high school with me until I was six and a half months pregnant. And the reason why I did that was I was really scared of the judgment that would have came. When you're um, a teenager and you're a little bit younger, a lot of the time society says that Teenage moms can't do it and I was afraid I was gonna get some type of backlash but my friend she was crying because she was sad that I didn't tell her and that she couldn't be there for me and to this day I do apologize that I let her go through that just seeing me pregnant and for I did give her a heads up before we met up that hey I'm six and a half months pregnant and she said no you're not She did not believe me because I really did keep this under the wraps. Eventually, around month seven and a half is when I announced it to the rest of my family, my followers on Instagram. And by followers, I mean my friends and family. (laughs) I was really shocked by the overwhelming positivity and just everyone's so happy for me i really thought that i was gonna get a bunch of judgment that's just me living in my head being afraid of what other people think of me but no it was quite the opposite everyone was so excited for me and i couldn't be more happy that i shared that news with them i just wish i would have done it sooner All right, so we're coming towards the end of my pregnancy and I'm still doing really well. I'm healthy, my baby is growing just fine. I'm not tired, I still have energy. I am gaining weight just perfectly fine. So there is no issues. The only thing is, is that I'm still a little bit mentally scared, but at the same time, really, really excited. Then it comes to month nine. I am still pregnant. And they're telling me that if I do not have my baby by said date, that they will have to induce me. And uh, by those who don't know, inducing is basically just um, giving you Pitocin. Pitocin is what they call the happy hormone, which actually helps someone... Um, go into labor. I did not want to be induced. So I tried my hardest to um, bring natural labor on. I tried walking, 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 walking. It did not work. I should have walked throughout my whole entire pregnancy. So just an advice, if anybody's pregnant and you're listening to this, please walk. I know everyone tells you to, but honestly, it would help. I finally wake up the day that before I'm supposed to get induced and I feel like cramping that won't go away. It comes and goes and I'm just thinking I think I'm finally in labor um, but it's too soon for me to go to the hospital. Eventually I would go to the bathroom and then I noticed that something would come out before I was even going to urinate and I realized that I, it's my water, I think. So I called the hospital, and whoever answered the phone, they were not helpful at all. They were just saying, Ma'am, I cannot answer that question. And I said, Well, is this a hospital? Yes. Okay, well, then who's going to help me? <laughs> I just remember just hanging up because I was so upset because I was just like telling her what was going on with me. She told me that she couldn't really help me. So I was like, All right. I'm going to go to the hospital because you know what? I'm supposed to get induced tomorrow anyways. So I went to the hospital with uh, my first daughter's dad and I ended up getting checked and they told me, hey, it looks like you might get sent back home. It looks like you're probably not yet um, like I I guess dilated or like my water wasn't all the way broken or something like that. But as she was checking me, my water ended up breaking all the way. So they're like, okay, cool. Then we'll send you back. It was really late. I think it was 10 p.m. The pain didn't really start as bad. I was still having light cramping. And then they told me in order to... Kind of get things moving that they were going to give me Pitocin anyways. Pitocin was so painful. I just remember just feeling a stabbing pain. Every time I would get a contraction, I would try to do the breathing and it just really hurt. It was really just distracting. There's nothing you can possibly do to make a contraction feel any less worse. I mean, breathing helps a little bit, but not really. So those would last, I want to say, anywhere from 20 to 30 seconds. Eventually, they gave me like some pain medicine that helped me a little bit to sleep. But then the contractions got worse and they were more closer together. I just remember every time one was going to come because it would just ramp up. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. And it was just super painful. Eventually, the doctor came in and said, hey, do you want to get the epidural? There's no point in waiting Any much longer. But although I did hear that if you are going through natural labor, if you get the epidural, that it does slow down the process. But at the time, I didn't really know what Pitocin was. But if they're giving you Pitocin, it doesn't really matter if you get the epidural like earlier or later, you're not going to run out of it. Because I also thought I was going to run out of it. So I said, sure, let's get the epidural because I was in, I would describe back breaking pain (laughs) I was like bending over in pain. I felt like someone was stabbing me. It was just so bad. Eventually, about an hour later, the anesthesiologist came in and I was like, I had to go to the bathroom. And I just remember going to the bathroom, passing my mucus plug. I was like, oh boy, here we go. It was time to put in the epidural, and let me tell you, I was in so much pain getting a contraction while they were putting it on that I did not feel the needle in my back at all. Finally, after, I want to say, more than 16 hours of pain, I finally felt instant relief. I was in so much pain. I was unfortunately being kind of crabby towards the midwife, uh, the nurse who was helping me, and I feel so bad. I did apologize after I was feeling a little bit better after the medicine kicked in. Let me tell you, when you get that epidural, you're absolutely numb and you feel like dead weight from the waist down. It's insane. After the epidural got put in, I did fall asleep. And when I woke up, they told me, hey, it's time to push. You're 10 centimeters dilated. Awesome. It's showtime. I did push for, let's say, around 30 minutes, and she was out. They placed her on my chest, and the first thing my baby did, she peed on me. (laughs) Talk about a warm welcoming. All right, so let's talk about postpartum. After I had her, I was extremely exhausted. Being in labor for over 24 hours is definitely going to take a toll on you also i don't think a lot of people talk about this but it's so hard to take care of a newly baby who's crying hungry needs a hundred percent of your attention when your body is kind of broken <laughs> i was able to manage though i did have a lot of help from the nurses i want to say the second night is harder than the first because the first night they do sleep a lot, the baby eats. Breastfeeding was a little bit hard. She wasn't wanting to latch on too much, so I did eventually give her formula. Eventually, um, later on, I want to say that same night that I had her, I was really cold and the nurses came in and I said, hey, do you think I can get another blanket? I'm really cold. She checks my temperature. I have a fever. The reason why I had a fever is because my water had kind of ruptured before I got to the hospital. And if your water is broken more than 24 hours, you have a higher risk of infection. And that's what happened to me. I got an infection. And due to that, I had to stay another 24 hours at the hospital. I Normally, they let you leave... After 24 hours, if everything's good with baby and you, but since I got that infection, I had to get monitored. So being at the hospital for an extra day kind of sucked because I already missed my bed. (music) After the 24 hours, I was good. Baby was good. She had a little bit of jaundice, but we had already scheduled for her three-day checkup, and they... Did the test where they pricked their heel, checked their jaundice levels, and they came back normal. I was giving her uh, formula and breast milk. Although my breast milk wasn't as big of a supply as I would have liked, I was just supplementing with formula. And that worked out for me. As I mentioned in my first episode, I did have postpartum depression. It did get better after... A couple of months, I started to feel more into a routine of taking care of her. At first, it is very overwhelming because you start to miss your old life and having just time to focus on yourself. We didn't really have me time anymore, but it was really easy to become her mother and to care for her. So just seeing her cute little face and her little smiles and Even though it was really hard and changing all those diapers and everything, it just all came together. And I would do it all over again if I could. Alright, so we heard what it was like for me to be pregnant at 19. Eight years later. I planned with my husband to have a baby. We did try for a few months and then I was taking pregnancy tests every now and then and I just remember taking it. And I was like, eh, I think it's still too early to check, but let me go ahead and do it. So I checked and I saw a faint line and I was so excited. I was over the moon. I even woke up my husband from a nap saying we did it we're pregnant. I thought maybe I was not even two weeks actually because I checked it a couple days before my missed period I believe. I was able to just figure everything out shout out to the glow app because it honestly helps with ovulation for anyone out there who wants to get pregnant. I scheduled my first OBGYN appointment. I want to say when I was around maybe four weeks. It was a little early for an ultrasound. So they did schedule me to come back two weeks later when I would be six weeks. When I went, I had my first ultrasound. And because of COVID, I could only be the only one in the room. I just remember seeing a little blob that was my baby really hard to tell and still no limbs or anything but there was a heartbeat so beautiful so exciting definitely a huge difference from not being ready versus being ready as weeks went by i started to feel very nauseous i couldn't even smell meat without gagging And I normally like to eat steak Chicken anything like that, but I couldn't even touch it. My husband was in charge of cooking all of that. I Ended up losing 10 pounds. So I did let my doctor know and she said that it's sometimes normal to lose weight but not to worry too much as long as I eat a little bit that I will be fine just to stay hydrated. So I did. I didn't feel as tired with my second pregnancy. I think what helped is the fact that I work from home due to COVID. I'm just working from home on my computer when I was 19. I was doing a lot of standing, a lot of talking, interacting with customers, which can be very mentally draining. So I did a lot better this time around when it came to the exhaustion. Around week 13 is when I started to feel better, I didn't feel as nauseous anymore, I got my appetite back, and I started to gain, I want to say around two pounds or one every week or sometimes I would stay steady at 27 I did gain a little bit more versus before I really don't want to disclose my weight but the doctors told me that I was healthy I did do a lot of blood work just to make sure that I was healthy prior to getting pregnant so I didn't have any kind of underlining issues I was healthy blood work came back perfect and it even came out well after I went to go see the OBGYN. This time around I started to show around week 13 which is weird because for week 9 when I was first pregnant as when I was started showing but I was a lot skinnier back then. I started wearing maternity clothes immediately because I was so excited. Mentally, I was just over the moon, so excited. I looked forward to every doctor's appointment, every single ultrasound. Uh, My husband and I and my daughter were just always really happy. So, versus being sad before because it was just a huge life change. We were just constantly saying, I can't wait to meet our baby, I'm so excited. It's just a huge difference when you're not ready versus when you're ready and it really showed i was just able to be at such a mental peace of mind at week 13 they asked us if we wanted to do a blood test just to make sure that there wasn't any underlying issues wrong with their baby and it also is combined with gender and we said yes of course we want to just make sure everything's going well with the baby so we did we found out that our baby was good we also got an ultrasound baby was growing just fine and then we went to our appointment they said did you guys want to know the gender of the baby or do you want it in an envelope we decided to get it in an envelope and we were so excited. I wanted to originally do a gender reveal party, but I was not patient enough to wait. So I texted my, my mom, my, my dad, um, my best friend from work, and um, his family, my family, just a quick Zoom meeting. I said, hey guys, are you guys down to have a Zoom meeting in the next 30 minutes? And they said, yes. So I opened up the letter And mind you, I actually thought I was having a boy because I did not feel as sick as I did with my first pregnancy, but I opened up the letter and it said female and I was like, oh my God, we're having another girl and Serena's going to be a sister. Serena's my oldest. I was just so over the moon excited. I was really shocked because I really thought I was going to have a boy, but you know what? That's not what matters. Gender does not matter as long as our baby was healthy and that's what they were telling us. So I was happy because now I was going to buy so many cute girl clothes. As time went by, my belly started to stretch a lot more and it was very uncomfortable. I had to put on oils and lotions multiple times a day because of how quickly my belly was growing. I would have to say that I really noticed a huge jump around week 20, and that's when I was around five months pregnant. And I really got stretch marks this time around. I got the really big red ones, like right under my belly, and those didn't really go away. They kind of faded after I gave birth, but during it, it was really hard to see. And it doesn't matter how much lotions or oils you put on, If you're meant to get stretch marks, you're going to get them. And it was really hard to see that at first. But I was growing my baby and I was just happy. I mean, I know I was going to be a little bit sad afterwards because, you know, those stretch marks are there. But you know what? It's beautiful because you're bringing a life into this world. And women are badasses and more people need to know that. At week 28, I had to take a glucose test which I didn't take at 19. They never told me anything about a glucose test so this is the first time for me. Basically what a glucose test is is they give you a drink that's full of sugar. You drink it in five minutes while fasting and it's just to check to make sure that you don't have gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes is something that some pregnant women get and it just means that their insulin levels Aren't where they're supposed to be due to the pregnancy and it's not anything that you did wrong. It's just something that happens so you Drink it for in a time frame of five minutes and then they Test your levels before you drink it and then an hour after you drink it It wasn't that nasty, but it definitely did make me feel a little bit nauseous after they took my blood They sent those testing tubes over to the lab and I just had to wait for my OBGYN to let me know what the results were. They texted me a week later, letting me know that I had to call the office. So I called them. They told me that I failed my first test and that I had to come back to take another test that would take approximately three hours. So the reason why they make you take the three-hour test is because sometimes a one-hour test can be inaccurate and just to be sure they want to torture you one more time by taking a three-hour test. So I got that scheduled immediately. So basically what they do is they give you another sugary drink with I think twice as much sugar and you have to drink it within five minutes and you have to be fasting at least eight hours prior. You can drink water but that's it so i did drink it this flavor was not as good as the first one the first one tasted like orange fanta but this one did not taste like that it just tasted like something super artificial the first again they actually took my blood before fasting levels and then they said okay after you're done we're gonna come in here and we're going to take out your blood again The first hour was really, really difficult. I started to feel very nauseous. Just imagine having a bunch of sugar on an empty stomach and you're pregnant, not a fun time. So they took my blood in the first hour. I waited, second hour was good. After the second hour, they took my blood again and then third hour. So they took my blood four times. My arm was just bruised up from the amount of times that they had to do that. They told me the same thing, that they would contact me and they would let me know the results. So a few days later, I did receive a text saying, hey, please call our office. We have some news regarding your results. When I called, they told me that unfortunately, I do have gestational diabetes. I was so devastated I don't know why but something in my head told me that it was my fault later on to learn it wasn't my fault like I just explained earlier it's just something that happens with women I didn't really tell a lot of people because I was really scared they told me that I automatically have a high risk pregnancy and that I needed to go see a specialist. And that I needed to come a lot more often, that I would need weekly ultrasounds. Eventually, that all ended up not becoming true. I'm not sure why they were just being overly cautious. But basically, what I had to do is I had to stay on a strict diet. And I did have to uh, prick my finger and check my blood sugar levels four times a day. I also had to keep a food log of everything that I ate. I had to stay under 45 grams of carbs for every single meal. And I had to wait two hours in between meals so I could check my blood. So I would check my blood in my fasting level. Then I would eat breakfast. Two hours later, I would retest my blood sugars and then I can eat then. Normally I would have lunch take it again, then to wait two hours and then check my blood again for the fourth and final time of the day. It was really annoying to do that, but I did really well with it. Although when I would go to my OBGYN appointments, they'd never asked me for my logs. I always had to remind them, which I eventually got very angry about because at first they were just making it seem like it was going to be such a horrible thing that i had gestational diabetes if it wasn't controlled they just didn't really seem like they were as concerned as before and they said that i was gonna have like a giant baby if i didn't take care of myself um but i did i took care of myself really well and i gained weight at a steady pace every time i had an ultrasound they told me that it was fine i did go see the high risk specialist but it was honestly gonna be really hard to go see the specialist two times a week plus go to my other appointment and i just let them know is this really necessary and they said well if you can't go then you don't have to you can just come to your regular ob appointment OBGYN appointments and i did i stuck with that eventually actually i don't recommend going to this place just message me if you are ever in the phoenix area um, this place just kept having a lot of misinformation Um, they told me that I was possibly going to get induced early, but as you will come to learn, I actually did not get induced at all until 41 weeks because my baby did not want to come out just like my first. So I kept up with my food logs, kept up checking my blood four times a day. I was healthy, my baby was healthy, my baby was starting um, to weigh either, they told me seven, eight, or nine pounds. And when they told me nine pounds, I was like, um, am I really about to push out a nine pound baby? (laughs) Because when they do an ultrasound towards the end, it's really hard to tell like how much their weight is at because their head is positioned a certain way already because she was already in the downward position. And they couldn't really tell if she was already going to be either seven eight or nine pounds so that's what i was working with and then they said okay so it's week 40 we're going to um induce you on august 6 and i'm just thinking wait august 6 that's my birthday is there any way maybe you can do it before and that was just like a little bit of selfish me saying i'm gonna share my birthday They did try to look for an earlier date, but um, they induced me on August 6th and my baby was born on my birthday and with just a couple hours to spare, but I'm getting ahead of myself again. Before they told me I was going to get induced, they did offer to do like the membrane scrape and that was painful and it did not work. I... Um, Prior to that, I was walking. I was trying to like bounce on this yoga ball. Nothing worked. She was just set in stone. She was just not budging at all. So August 6th came and we tried everything we could and unfortunately natural labor was not going to happen and I was going to be induced. So I go into the hospital. I was induced. Everything was actually very relaxing. The nurses that I had was great. Although it was COVID, I was really scared because being pregnant during COVID is its own thing. And then also just being in the hospital during COVID is another. But I wore my mask, so did my husband. And it was definitely a different experience. I wasn't in a lot of pain. I want to say I got my epidural... Around like hour eight, and eventually I just started to dilate a lot more. And around hour 12 is when I was 10 centimeters dilated. Um, I did push for about 20 minutes at first, but then we had to stop because my baby's heart rate started to lower every time I would push. So we waited until she was a little bit more um lowered like because the cervix was still pretty high and then afterwards i pushed and she came out and then boom they placed her on my chest and i just started bawling immediately i was just crying because it was just amazing a baby i was so excited to see was finally here my husband was there and he was absolutely the best support system i could ever ask in the world the nurses kept joking around with him if they could keep him because he was just so helpful and the baby looked just like him his twin exactly his twin we kept making jokes saying like who's the baby gonna look like this time and he definitely won the dream pool with this one (music) postpartum with my second baby was definitely a lot better my husband's help I can say was the best help that I've ever gotten before he was absolutely 100% there for me was worried about me just making sure that I was okay worried about my baby during our hospital stay our baby was tested for jaundice and her levels were a little bit high but not in the danger zone but so we were told to stay after the 24 hours because before they told us if everything's fine you guys can go home I was like cool I want to go to my bed (laughs) but um since they were a little high they told us that we would stay another 24 hours just to see how she's doing afterwards they did tell us that um, they're still a little high, but not high enough to get treatment, which I don't understand I was breastfeeding, but I felt like she wasn't getting enough She was just constantly hungry and I even said and maybe I want to give her a little bit of formula They said well, you can you know wait It's really good that she's just getting the colostrum which, and she said that that would be just fine Eventually, I did give her some formula. They told us to just give her a little bit because their stomachs are so small but after we brought her home, she started to look a little bit yellow. She did have her follow-up appointment and they retested her for jaundice. I remember going home the next day, like the, it was night three, almost night four, and then receiving a phone call at three o'clock in the morning from the clinic saying that her jaundice levels are really high and that we have to go to the emergency room to get retested. Dangerous levels are considered over 20. We got up exhausted. It was like our first night back we're going to the hospital we get her levels retested she's at 21 we get admitted to the hospital I just remember being so incredibly sad I'm trying not to cry it was just so sad because um, we just brought her home and she has jaundice and we're just scared but the doctors are really reassuring and they were really great and they told us that They would put her under UV lights, and if everything's successful, she should be able to go home after her jaundice levels are safe. After 24 hours, her jaundice levels went down. She started to look so much better. She was eating. I was breastfeeding. My milk came in, and I also supplemented with formula. So her eating a lot more... And also just passing bowel movements really helped clear out that jaundice and we were finally able to go home again day 5 my first daughter was actually staying at her biological dad's house and she was able to come home and meet her baby sister she was so happy I just remember seeing the biggest smile I've ever seen in her face with tears almost coming out of her eyes she finally had a baby sister she's been asking for we all couldn't just be more happy it was amazing having two children I never thought that I would have in the past I was just over the moon happy just my husband just the greatest support system in the world fatherhood suited him a thousand percent he was taking care of my daughter. When she was a little bit older, he met her when she was four, but a baby is just a whole nother level. And he was just doing an amazing job, making sure that I was okay, making sure that the baby was okay. Everything was just amazing. Just to recap, at 19, although my body, I felt like was it was able to handle Pregnancy a little bit better. I wasn't mentally there. I wasn't mature yet versus 27, although I was ready mentally. My body definitely did take a bit of a more toll versus before. I was not able to bounce back the way that I did when I was 19. I'm still kind of struggling with my weight to this day, but I am learning to just kind of uh, go with the flow. I am more busy with taking care of my daughter to really just focus on my body. Before, I bounced back in two weeks. Now, it did take me a little bit of time. I feel like I'm slowly getting there. But like I said, I'm not too worried about it. And that is my story. A little bit more in depth of how it was like to get pregnant at 19 versus 27. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in today. And I hope you'll stay tuned to more episodes of... Millennial Señora Life.